Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Run to the left. Edwards bounces outside. Cuts it up and darts in. Play action rollout. Dobbs unleashes. Intercepted. Once again, Geno Stone. Aguilar at the bottom. That's the direction Prater's looking. To keep Arizona's hopes in this. To Aguilar. Holds on this time. I believe the defense, the type of defense they were playing, some of the calls, well, some of the plays we, we had, we shouldn't be holding the ball long. You know, um, they was able to get after us a little, disrupt the backfield a little. I believe his runs were huge. You know, he made great, great cuts, um, great runs. Austin Line did a great job. Yeah, we need more, more of it from him. Uh, honestly, man, you know, hats off to those guys. And personally, uh, speaking for myself, and I think I can speak for the rest of the defense, uh, we didn't play to our standard at the end of the day, uh, but that's just a credit to those guys for coming out ready to play. In this league, you have to be able to do that. You're just not going to be hitting on every cylinder every single week, you know, and you have to find a way to win those games. I think the best teams over time prove that they'll win games even when they're not at their best. John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, pretty much telling it like it is in regards to it's getting a win. Yep. You go out west, you travel east to west, and uh, the Ravens have only had one home game in a month. Uh, they're going to be back home for three straight, which we'll get to, obviously, as the show and the week rolls on. But you go out to Arizona, your big favorites, since, you know, gambling's legal and stuff, and people follow those lines uh, religiously. It was 10, 9.5, depending on where you got your spread from. Baltimore didn't look all that great offensively, coming off one of their finest offensive performances we've seen in quite some time. But at the end of the day, 60 minutes of football was completed. And for the third consecutive week, and for the sixth time this year, the Ravens scored more points than the team they played. Now, was it beautiful? No. Did it get a little dicier than it should have? Yes. And again, we'll go through all the particulars of it. But 31-24... Again, three straight wins, four and one now on the road are the Ravens. So you get out of Dodge against a team that's lost five in a row. That was spirited and tried. They weren't rolling over by any stretch of the imagination. So we can sit here, I'm sure, and nitpick about certain things. We will. That's the nature of what we do. And as fans, what we do. But they won the game. They're in first place in their division. Now they come home for three straight. And we'll talk about this more too, Vinny, as the week goes on. They're in a position with the next four, Seattle, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and then go out to the Chargers, where they're six and two now. Say you go three and one, nine and three. Hopefully two of those wins are against your division rivals. And basically for all intents and purposes, you won the AFC North, even though Cincinnati looks like they're starting to get back to the back-to-back AFC championship-level team we've seen. 
Uh, Joe Burrow looked good yesterday. Yes, he did. You know, and at San Francisco, uh, tough place, and they'd lost two in a row. Yeah, they played ex- – Burrow was on fire. And Burrow rushed for like 40-some yards too. So that calf's feeling good. Look nimble. Yep. So that that and they play Buffalo this week, Cincinnati at home. They win that one, Bob. They're sitting at five and three, you know, and and they're gonna be they're gonna be dangerous. Yep. But the Ravens, for them to get that W, it's big in many ways because they didn't play well. And they're still talented enough to beat a team like Arizona, who, as we said, were spirited, but the Ravens weren't at their A game and there was still enough in the tank. To get that win, we heard Lamar talking about what they were doing defensively, Arizona, to maybe slow the Ravens down a little bit because it seemed as though Lamar was uh, he was reluctant to run and he, he <coughs> stood in the pocket, held, he even said it, held the ball a little bit too long in certain plays there. Seemed like they had some quick throws on, Bob. They were dropping eight, you know, and and there was nowhere, they, they nobody was open. That's why he was holding the ball, waiting for people to get open. So um, they did a good job. They 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 rushed three sometimes, and then Bob on third down, they put nobody with their hand in the ground, you know, so you don't know who's coming. So they did an awesome job. I think they confused Lamar some. Um, so that was that was good. And you know what? It's good for the Ravens that okay. This causes some problems. How do we fix that going forward? Because you know other teams are going to try that. I also heard Lamar talking about Gus Edwards and Jason in East Baltimore has been along with my line of thinking here to put that gas in the bus and let him do his thing. Three touchdowns yesterday and all this talk about Derrick Henry trade deadline, by the way, tomorrow in the NFL, even though reports over the weekend where the Tennessee told Derrick Henry, who rushed for over 100 yards yesterday, yep. if they're not trading him. So I guess forget about that one. But Gus Buss, maybe not as good as Derrick Henry, but, you know, a guy that can get five yards a pop and score in the red zone, especially around the goal line, which he did yesterday. You can succeed with Gus Edwards, as the Ravens have done for five years. Bob, all I'm saying is, is you, you know, Gus is a really good player and makes like what three, four million a year. So I mean, that's right place, right price, right player. So when you're paying a quarterback what you're paying, and you're paying a middle linebacker what you're paying, you're paying, you know, two safeties what you're paying them, you're paying a left tackle. Can't pay everybody. So the running backs, they it's not. The running backs played damn good yesterday. Sure. You know, so it's not the running backs, you know, and uh, I agree, Bob. They, well, I'm guessing that was about a C-plus game maybe for the Ravens. Now, we also heard Lamar talking about them, Arizona, defensively, and what were they doing? You talked about maybe in certain looks, Lamar might not have, you know, been able to, you know, process or pull the trigger, whatever the situation may have been. But, you know, Gannon's a good coach, and they're just undermanned right now, are yeah. the Cardinals, and they came out and gave an A effort. They just don't have A-level talent right now, yeah. especially offensively. Well, the thing that really helped the Ravens was the two interceptions, especially one right before the half. I mean, they end up getting, what, 14 points on the two picks. So, I mean, that that was huge for them. I mean, that was kind of the – that was the biggest difference in the game. You know, I mean, Bob, the only the reason why Arizona's hung around with teams in the past was because they got turnovers from the other teams. Now, this one, 
you know, the Ravens got the two turnovers, and they're not good enough to make up for those 14 points. I mean, first time they scored points in the fourth quarter in, like, forever. Since the, the Dallas game. Yeah. Yeah, and they were plus three, as we talked about on Friday, Arizona, in turnover ratio, but it's a win. And that's what matters, that you can't go out there and expect them to be clicking on all cylinders at every phase of the game. Roquan Smith, we heard him say, hey, defensively, we weren't on point. No. And at times, you know, the Ravens were not getting the job done there. I would say most of the game they weren't on point, Bob. I mean, there was – I thought Michael Pierce played awesome inside. You know, I mean, he kind of dominated. I mean, he had a nice sack with a fumble, yep. and then he stopped the two plays on fourth down, which were huge drive stoppers. You know, so otherwise, I thought defensively, the guy, uh, I thought um, the guys that were playing the ends did a poor job, you know, containing, number one. And Vanoy, awful against a run, awful. And uh, the defensive linemen thought they got their shoulders turned. And, you know, I've talked all along about how good they are fundamentally because they keep the shoulders square, you know, and they get off of blocks. Yesterday, if you get your shoulders turned, you open up a hole, plus you get your shoulders turned, and the old lineman gets his butt in a hole. And that's what they were doing yesterday. And then, you know, what happens in your linebackers, you know, they don't have free run to anything, and they're running in, you know, they're getting blocked you know, because they're combo- comboing up and stuff. And then uh, why do you think uh, Kyle Hamilton, you know, had, what, 10 tackles or whatever? So, yeah, it was not a good defensive game. Yeah, so the Ravens get the win. That's all that matters. But you want to improve upon things that you feel might not have been up to your level of expectation because you're back home for three games. And then you go to L.A. taking on the Chargers. If you missed it last night, they beat the Bears 30-13. to We'll get into the picks. We'll get into the scores. We got NFL lunch. We got Jason Cole joining us. So we got a lot to do talking about NFL Week 8, which wraps up tonight as the Raiders are at the Lions. Lions licking their wounds after they got embarrassed by the Ravens, so I'm assuming Detroit, Dan Campbell will have his team nice and fired up for this game. It looks like Jimmy G will, in fact, be back in the lineup. For yeah, the I would think I right, Bob, I'm guessing Detroit hadn't had a Monday night game in a long time, I would imagine, right? So, the crowd's going to be nuts. And I would think that after being embarrassed last week, I'm with you, Bob. I think they're going to come out flying. And they're still in first place. Let's not forget that either. In the NFC North, college football, Maryland. Maryland, my Maryland. Maryland, my Maryland. Coming off a bye. They're one and three out of the bye Mm -hmm. with Mike Loxley as the head coach. Just just throwing out stats, which tells some of the story, maybe not all of the story. Northwestern, them scoring 30 points usually takes two games (laughs) combined. Them getting to the quarterback in Big Ted play is kind of a non-existent thing. Well, they scored 33, sacked uh, Leah Tugaviola six times. The quarterback was doing all sorts of zany things against Maryland's defense. Uh, this kid, Brendan Sullivan, looked like uh, John Elway in the first half, especially yep. running all over the Terps. So Maryland's now lost three in a row. And look. I want Maryland to win as much as anybody. I've been a fan since Randy White and Bob Ivelini were playing for him back in the 70s with Jerry Claiborne. Season ticket holder for 13 years. But, man, I don't think they're winning another game. No. 
Well, if if they're going to play defense like that with the lack of intensity and their tackling was horrendous, especially by the secondary, yeah, there's no way. And, and Bob, it just they played with no, they played with like uh, the crowd that was there. Nobody. Nineteen thousand is announced attendance. So it was what, game. like ten? You know, <laughs> the band—they didn't look like they wanted to be there. <laughs> <a> guy lost, <laughs> for guys, trombone and everything. <laughs> but I was just disappointed, you know. And then Leah, Leah does—you just don't know what you're going to get. I know what you're going to get—a crucial turnover. Yes, that's going to cause them to lose momentum. So Maryland's lost three in a row. Penn State coming to town on Saturday at CQ Stadium in front of probably twenty thousand Penn State fans. Penn State didn't look all that great, but they no. won, and that's all that matters for them. But Maryland now five and three, not bowl eligible yet. With uh, Penn State, Nebraska on the road, Michigan at Maryland, and then off to Rutgers, who's already bowl eligible. So where does the where do the Terps find that bowl eligible win? And Vinny, even if they find a way to win another game. Yep. It's a mayonnaise bowl. Yep. You start at five and zero, oh and you finish six and six if you're lucky, and then you go get trounced in some bowl game. It's not not what we expected from the pro. The Illinois and Northwestern losses are unacceptable, especially when you're yeah when you're sitting where and you played Ohio <clears throat> played Ohio State. You're winning in the second <laughs> half of that game, and then you've lost to the two worst teams in the Big Ten. No. World Series Game 3 tonight. Drama on Friday night with walk-off homers and extra innings. And then the Diamondbacks come back with a big answer on Saturday. So Game 3 of the Fall Classic coming up tonight. Max Scherzer against our boy Fought. That game's going to be on the fan. We'll talk about that later in the show as we get into some chin music. Tyson Fury and his Francis Agano. I don't know what I don't even know what to say anymore. Where are my boxing fans? Get in here, explain to me what happened Saturday. Fury won a split decision over a guy in his first ever perfect. He had never boxed before at any level. So things are going crazy in the world of sports, but the Ravens win. So all's right there. Ravens are six and two on the year. First place in the AFC North coming back home on Sunday. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What are you drinking? Vinny. 
Cake Bread Chardonnay. Amy McUltra. Vinny and Amy. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan here on this Monday, Victory Monday, for the third straight week as Baltimore hangs on, beats Arizona 31-24. Ravens approved a 6-2 on the year. They won three straight. Cardinals, well, it's a process. Yes. Kyler Murray back at practice. I believe Gannon already said he's not playing next week. Yeah. But he'll be back in there. Trade deadline, by the way, in the NFL is tomorrow at what, four, I believe it is? About four o'clock, yep. Halloween day. How active will the Ravens be? How active should they be? Get in here, everybody, at 410-583-1057. But the Cardinals, that's a team that has regressed. Injury to their starting quarterback, other issues. They fired Cliff Kingsbury and brought in the kid from uh, Philadelphia. So they got work to do in that division. But for the Ravens, the goals are bigger. It's division titles and yes. deep playoff runs. And yep. Kansas City lost yesterday at Denver. There's no real, quite frankly, in the NFL, there's no powerhouse team that I don't think, let's be honest, and I don't have the schedule in front of me for next week yet, but if the 49ers lose to anybody, they have a bye, actually. But you yeah. get my point. No game. If the Ravens would have lost yesterday, we'd be pissed off today. Yep. And I'm sure the phones would be lit up and everybody would be running hot. But would we really be surprised anymore by any outcome of any game? Because parody is very yeah. – Pete Rosell, wherever dimension he's in right now, is probably loving every minute of this. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we'd have been – Bob, if the Ravens would have lost, we probably were probably been as pissed as when – you know, it's Maryland losing at Northwestern. Yeah, like a playoff I mean, game, yeah. angry. Come, especially coming off the win against yeah. Detroit. The way you know, and then with the schedule that you got coming and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, the thing with Arizona, like you said, Bob, they play hard. You know, and if they get some good players and they can, and if they play hard like that, they'll win some games. They're just not talented enough to win games. I mean, next week's schedule, Bob, is a bitch. I mean, there's like Miami's playing Kansas City in Germany, right? You know, so we got the nine thirty game there. Uh, Arizona's at Cleveland. Um, Ravens at Seattle, which is no walk in the park. Buffalo at Cincinnati. Yep. Sunday night. Dallas at Philly. You know, so there's uh, there's some good ones. There's some good ones. You know, yeah, like you said, Bob, Seattle at both. Uh, two division leaders again. Yep. You know, so that's, that's going to be a big, big game for the Ravens. But you know what? They seem like, okay, like you said, Bob, they're at home the next three weeks. They've been traveling a bunch, and you're playing Arizona, who stinks. Now you're playing a division leader. We saw last time they played a division leader. They came out energized, and Destroyed they played great. Yeah. yeah, But Seattle's going to come in here beating Cleveland yesterday. We'll get into all of that fun stuff as the show rolls on. But let's get out to the phones. Ravens have won three in a row. They're 6-2 and two on the year. They're in first place in the AFC North. Are you happy with where they are? Does Eric DaCosta have to do some things by 4 o'clock tomorrow in regards to adding pieces? Let's go to Woodbury. It is Joe. Joe, what is up? Good morning, man. I'm happy to be first today. Hey, mm-hmm. at least I got in front of Q. Good God of my. Hey, I was <laughs> <laughs> sitting there thinking about how, you know, even I did this. I'm guilty of it, Bob. Yesterday when the mom was driving back, I was counting it. One, two, 
three, get rid of the ball. One, two, three, get rid of the ball. Yeah. But I, I had some guys speak speak about it this morning. If, if, if there's nowhere to throw the ball to, don't throw it. And then I and then they brought up a thing about, you know, when the intentional grounding rule came in effect. You know, I forgot all about some of these things, man. I remember one time there wasn't no intentional grounding. You could just run and throw the ball away to avoid a sack. But why throw a ball that if you want to get an intentional grounding or a possible interception, you may just like just eat the ball because on the TV screen you don't see the eight DBs out there on the right. field, you know. Yeah. So and I you wonder why he ain't throw the ball so because the most receivers you got out there is what five if you put five out there, but they still got eight covering. So and then people are saying, well, maybe they should have ran it. But I think maybe the Ravens was just trying to see, well, let's see what we can do against this eight man. And then it took me back to the playoff game. Remember Lamar's first playoff game when, uh, who was that, San Diego came to town? Yep. Didn't mm-hmm. they run something like a 3-8 on us? We couldn't run. They had like also. seven DBs yeah, or something crazy. crazy yes, like that. right. So I'm saying, you know, after, after what we did last week to Detroit, I think, you know, Arizona might have said, we're going to run something different on them. Maybe they took a page out of San Diego. And one other thing I'm going to ask you, Benny. Benny, during a draft, has there ever been a, a, a physical specimen in the draft where, you know, you just saw how lean and stuff his body was, like you t- couldn't fan him, like, ain't no way in God's green earth this guy can be built this way naturally that you were scared to draft him because speaking with some guys this morning, I talk about how uh, a receiver yesterday got my MVP that we could have got in the draft, but we chose the other Brown. But, you know, they was talking about these other receivers, Benny, that their bodies just look so masculine and Zero to two point body fat that you may be scared thinking they may be on something. I want to know if you ever had an experience like that, Benny. I, y'all guys take care. See, Joe. Uh, T.O. looked like that, but I mean, he never looked like he was a juice guy. Uh, the, the only, the one of the guys who I thought absolutely was, um, what's his name? Michigan State, Tony Mandrich. The oh, offensive the lineman. lineman. Yeah, offensive tackle. Yeah, and he did get suspended for juice. Oh, he got paid. You know, yeah, yeah, and he college. admitted it. He yeah. admitted it, too. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to get away with. I mean, you're tested so much now. You know, if you get caught at Indy, if you get caught at Indy, because you know the dates at a combine, if you get busted for drugs or anything, you're an idiot. You're an idiot because you, you have the dates a year in advance. Yep. And she... Joe's talking about A.J. Brown, of course, yeah. the Eagles, who had another 125-plus-yard performance yesterday as uh, they and the Commanders had quite the shootout down at FedEx Field. I mean, that draft was Brown. We've talked about it a thousand times. Marquise was the first receiver chosen by Baltimore. Huh? Then it was A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, teammate. Who's another? Who, and Ed just texted, you know, you and I. D.K. Metcalf is a... F- Physical freak, too. Beast. Debo Samuel was in that draft, came in the second round. So there were players there, but you see the eye test, Do you to Joe's point, you go, nah, nah, that's not real. That's an illusion brought on well, by some well, sort of Well, you know what? That's enhancer. where you go. That's where you go to your scouts because your scout who had Mississippi was probably there three times. You know, and he's probably friends with the coaching staff because he's been through there every year. So that's where your scout, because they talk to coaches they know, they talk to the strength coach, they talk, you know, and you'll get, you know, in your draft meetings, like one of the scouts will say there's been whispers, you know, of 
steroids or no, he's he just works as that like Metcalf. I think he just uh, like loves the weight room and stuff. And he's got football lineage. I mean, his dad yeah. played in the NFL. Terry Metcalf, his uncle was a all pro way back when. It's Vinny and Haiti. What up? Five seven. The fan. If you're on the phones, Ed and Greg, we're getting you when we come back. If you want to join us, you can. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. Ravens are six and two. They survived the Cardinals. Now they're back home for Seattle as they get acquainted even more so with the <coughs> NFC West. There's a lot to get to. World Series Game 3. You can hear it on the fan tonight. Arizona at home taking on the Texas Rangers. Series tied at a game apiece. And Maryland, my Maryland. Maryland, Maryland, Maryland. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Sports on demand. On demand. On demand. 1057 The Fan. I draw the line, we just go out there and man, play our tails off. You know, um, but try to get a win at the end of the day, but try to be consistent at the same time. Try to balance it, if anything. It's Lamar Jackson looking for that balance offensively, consistency, which, you know, we haven't seen. A lot of? Is that fair to say they haven't been consistent enough? Yes. On that side of the ball. And Arizona tries and tried, and they did some things successfully to get the Ravens out of that rhythm. I think when we talk about consistency for the Ravens, like last week against uh, Detroit, Ravens had, what, 325 in total yards at halftime? Yep. They didn't have 300 for the game yesterday against the Cardinals team. That is not rated very highly defensively. And another surprising thing, Vinny, before we get to the phones, 410-583-1057, Vinny at 80, Bob 80, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw, Ravens are 6-2, let's stress that. Arizona put more pressure on the quarterback than I anticipated that they were going to do. Well, I think they got a lot of pressure, Bob, when um, Lamar was holding the ball. It wasn't like right off the right off the jump. Um, they They got... The the one when they thought it was a fumble, but it was an incomplete pass when Tucker missed the field goal, that Justice Hill missed the blitz pickup on that one. I mean, they turned it number seven. They turned him totally loose. Um, so that was a screw-up in protection there. But otherwise, 
I think they had quick plays called, and they're dropping eight, and he's got nowhere to throw. And I'm guessing number seven was the spy. Because, Bob, they must be fat. Lamar didn't run away from anybody, you know, when he was scrambling. So, I mean, they, they did a real nice job um, with their scheme. And I think they confused Lamar. All right, let's get out to the phones. 410-583-1057. It's the number. Charles Walker, Baltimore Sun, joins us at 11 o'clock. We have the whip around 11.15. It was a busy weekend in sports. would be an understatement. And then 11.30, we'll look at Vinny's keys. The Ravens won, so I'm assuming they hit most of those. Let's go to our beauties. It is Ed. Ed, thanks for holding. Welcome to the program on this Victory Monday. Uh, yes, sir, Bob. Um, good morning to both you gentlemen. Always Good morning, Vinny. Uh, always enjoy the accuracy of your uh, breakdown assessments. Um, Ravens victory recap, midpoint meet of their schedule. It's all about stacking consecutive wins. They're getting the job done in that regard. Impressive line play hustle effort, both sides of the football again this week. O-line staying with first-layer blocks and beyond. D-line, discipline, gap, integrity, aggression in their assignments. They're not getting funneled. Nose tackle, Michael Pierce. Tremendous nimble push and finish for a big man. Clearly the lineman of the football game yesterday. Um, Secondary men of note, Brandon Stevens, Geno Stone, both with great picks that parlayed to the scoreboard. Roquan, Queen, Hamilton, form tackling efficient every single game. Another clutch TD grab by Andrews, showing the quarterback his front jersey numbers. Lamar throwing an accurate pass right right between the numbers. Running back Gus Edwards, running through first contact to find the end zone. Bateman with a great contested reception. Last thing today, gentlemen, the Ravens have a bunch of hustle guys. We'll take that kind of football team any day. Pretty doesn't matter. That's it. Thank you for your courtesy. All right, Ed. Thanks for the call, as always. Yep. That was, yeah, that was, that was good. I mean, he thought they played a little better fundamentally defensive line than I did. I didn't, I thought that was probably one of their worst games other than Michael Pierce fundamentally, you know, and, and uh, Bob, they ran for two, they ran for a lot more yards than I thought they could. And they, and it wasn't the quarterback running. It was the running back. DeMarcado. Yeah. I mean, there was too many creases. And the outside guys got – they gave up too many outside plays. The the edge setters did not edge set very well. Let's get back to the phones. Go to Bel Air. It is Greg. Greg, you're on the fan with Vinny and Haney. What's happening? Victory Monday. Good morning, guys. Um, just have, I have two things, but I'll be quick. The first one is I just want to get your comments on uh, the likelihood of possibly trading for Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley by tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if they'll trade Henry now because uh, Will Levis looked pretty, you know, respectable yesterday. Barkley, they, 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 they told him they weren't trading him, so forget that one. All right. No. So the other thing I had was, and I'm not a, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Honestly, I'm not. But I'm beginning to really wonder about these gambling interests tied up with the NFL with the refs. Because the, the, the Ravens game yesterday, the Ravens were nine-and-a-half-point favorites going into that game. <laughs> and late in the game, they're up by ten. Right and their right tackle, I mean the Cardinals' right tackle was moving early on like at least six or seven snaps. You know, um, late so was in that Ronnie game. Stanley. But they didn't call it at all until they missed the field goal. 
at the end, and then they call illegal motion on the offense, which is a pre-snap penalty, so they get to try the field goal again. They kick the field goal, and they go from covering the spread to not covering the spread. And I'm like, the only time they called an illegal motion penalty was the time when, at the very end of the game, after the Cardinals missed the field goal, that would have cut the lead to seven. Well, you know, that would have cut the lead to seven. Yeah, but they, they were blowing the whistles before he kicked it. Oh, okay. Not you know, and he's just following through. I mean, that's what all kickers do is that's their practice kick, you know? Yeah, I, I just – I'm beginning to really wonder if, if the, the, the tie-up with some of the game – because I don't think it would take much. There's just certain flags at certain times mm-hmm. to affect the, the spread of the game. And I'm, and I'm wondering, you know, is this happening? Because it, it, it feels like it's happening. All right, Greg, thank you. Well, you can look at it another way, too. Aguilar fields the onside kick cleanly to move point. They win by 10. Yes. Then he looked like he didn't know that was happening at the particular time. And they wound up. And I was wondering, too, watching the game, like why they waited to run another play after they got in field goal range before they kicked the field goal. I'm like, why don't you just kick it now? Right. It gives you an extra. It was like 40-some seconds It's like it gives you a couple extra seconds to get it done, but they ran another play. And then Prater, uh, he did wind up uh, getting it done. How about calling all the timeouts, Bob, with six minutes and something left? Yeah. Arizona. I don't know. Look, there's a lot of money involved with gambling, obviously. And human nature always is part of our reality because, you know, we're humans. We're not AI. But I don't know if it's deep into the pockets of the officiating. I think it's where they just suck kind of thing. Well, it's the same crew that the Ravens had when they played Houston. And I think combined, there was over 20 penalties in that game. Yeah, that was the first game of the season. It's Vinny at 81057 of the fan. Ravens are 6-2, and so you have to be satisfied to some level with what they've done through the first eight games of the season. Seattle Seahawks come to town on Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff. M&T Bank Stadium. We'll get to the other scores of yesterday's fun. No buys this week, so everybody was playing. A big injury in Minnesota. We'll get into that. And the Rams. Oh, my God. Are you even trying anymore, dudes? Vinny and Haiti. Put your headphones in and ignore your coworkers. 1057 The Fan. You always want to do your part. And like I said, I've, I've been getting to the quarterback, just hadn't getting them down. So it's good to be on the board and uh, hopefully a lot more to come. It's Michael Pierce got his first sack of the season. A little strip sack in that. Five tackles to go along with it. Michael Pierce coming back last year from Minnesota. Yep. Had some injury-plagued years there. Sat out a season in 2020 because of COVID, but now his impact is being felt. And he was a stud first go-around with the Ravens, played himself into the big deal with the Vikings. And now he's back, and his impact was certainly felt in a big way yesterday against Arizona. Yeah. He missed most of last year, you know, Played with early. The injury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he showed – he's always had some initial quickness as a pass rusher, but – Kind of showed. And, you know, and then for him to be able to knock the ball out too. Bob, if Oway tackles the quarterback, if he tackles Dobbs back there on the, what, the 35 after the scramble, you know, they're punting. And it turned out to be beneficial for the Ravens because they don't make it on fourth down and they get better field position, which, you know. But, I mean, how many quarterback misses? Oway had one. Clowney had one. You know, they just – just weren't on yesterday. Yeah, Clowney had the 
fumble that he Ugh. instead of falling on he tried to scoop and score didn't work out but pierce got a sack justin matabike at his team leading six and a half sacks and then well, and then bobby the had another one that got penalty right you know so he's you know i mean he had sack he had a couple sacks but i didn't think he played very well against the run Clowney had two quarterback hits. We talked about the yeah. fumble that wasn't. Oh, but, he drilled him the one time. Yeah, his uh, presence is certainly felt. But Kyle Van a quiet game yesterday for him. A really quiet game. What they did, Bob, they were smart. They ran right at him. And they wore him out. You know, and, and he was nowhere near the quarterback at all. So, yeah, he had a real quiet game yesterday. Ravens were 4-4 four for four in the red zone. Second straight strong week there. Now, if you want to be devil's advocate... Arizona's three for three. Yeah, that's we yeah, don't want to happen. But I mean, Andrews caught the touchdown, which was nice. But you know what? It was it was a nice play by Andrews, but he almost screwed it up because Flowers was coming back across and gonna bring was bringing his guy right into the area. But it was a good job by Lamar and a good job by Andrews, and then they just pounded him, you know, with Gus Bus on the others. I mean, yeah. you know, how about? Bob, you know what was interesting was Harbs to the to the guy a, after the half. We just need to come out and run the ball. So you, I'm guessing that think he was a little pissed at uh, Munkin. You mean with the play calling? I mean John Harbaugh going off, but his boy Munkin. But Gus Edwards, 19 carries, 80 yards, 4.2 per carry, and he went into the game averaging less than four yards a pop. There, three touchdowns as he bust out in a big way. Mark Andrews led the receivers along with Justin Hill, four catches for 40 yards each. Bateman, two for 34. Flowers was targeted seven times, but it wasn't a lot of a big production there. Only a very Marquise Brown like three point eight per reception for Zay Flowers yesterday. Yeah, they they didn't uh, they couldn't get it to him down the field, Bob. I mean, they were dropping seven or eight, so they were making it uh, they were making it difficult, and they took the quick game away, is what they did. Um, and then they were making making guys react after that. So yeah, they they had a good plan. They had a good plan, and uh, we'll see it again. Odell Beckham and Nelson Aguilar combined uh, combined for zero catches yesterday. Odell got three targets. penalties. Yeah, I, I just Bob the the Aguilar was kind of non factor. I thought turned it down on the one kind of uh, what word can I use? Um, he was soft on that one in the middle of the field. I mean, he should have caught it. Um, he had, I mean, to me, you're in there, Bob, you know, and the ball's in your chest. It's, it's going to hurt just as much. It doesn't hurt as much if you hang on to it than it does if you drop it, you know? And so I, he kind of, kind of wussed out a little bit on that one. And then Odell, you know, he gets a lot of penalty. He can't separate. Can't say, that's why I think, that's why I wish they would throw it a little bit more to Bateman because Bateman Bateman's making some plays and playing fast. Two targets, caught them both for 34 yards. And then had the 18-yard run, yep. which was real impressive on the run. The run was nice. Good block by Gus Bus, get him to corner. But, yeah, it was a hell of a run. Lamar, 18 of 27, 157 yards. The touchdown to Mark Andrews. Quarterback rating, 94.2. I mean, when you have a game like he did last week and you're responsible for, what, four touchdowns, your QB rating's over 150. I mean, there's only nowhere to go but down. I mean, you can't duplicate that every single week.
Yeah, and, and Bob, at the half, he was 12 out of 18 for 116 and a touchdown at 103 quarterback rating. So I don't know why Harv says, you know, we need to run the ball more. Just they were they were only averaging 3.1 running it. So they were struggling there, too. Ravens were up 21-7 through three quarters and then eventually hold on 31-24 Arizona Cardinals. Trade deadline in the NFL is tomorrow. Your commentary on yesterday's game. Get in here at 410-583-1057. Usually people don't complain too much after a win, but still there's got to be somebody out there frustrated with some aspect of a first-place team, 6-2, and 4-1. On the road are the Ravens. Seattle comes to town coming up on Sunday. The Seahawks, uh, they beat Cleveland yesterday, so actually did the Ravens a favor. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. The the division, yeah, it, Seattle beating Cleveland, that was big. And then Pittsburgh, big, put those, you know, at four and three. And then since he's also four and three and they're going to be they're going to be the problem. Yeah, you're going to see them on a Thursday night coming up here in a couple of weeks. Are the Bengals? Maryland loses at Northwestern. Unacceptable. 33 27, coming off a bye. They're 1 and 3 during Mike Loxie's uh, tenure as the head coach coming out of a bye. And, and we had Mike and Damon on, and they were both saying all the right things about how they're prepared and they're going to be ready and all the Illinois losses in the rearview mirror. And. You know, they came out and just didn't appear to have the fire necessary to blow out a team. You were two touchdown favorites to win against and a team that is offensively challenged who looked like the, the I almost cussed, looked like the uh, 81 Chargers against yep. them at times. It, it, Bob, I don't know what you thought, but I thought watching that game, I thought Northwestern looked like the better team. I mean, they looked faster. You know, I like their uniforms, Northwestern's. Um, they made plays and Maryland didn't. Yeah. And like you said, Bob, I, I thought the energy of the defense was awful. Uh, the tackling or lack thereof oh was deplorable. God. Brendan Sullivan, the quarterback for Northwestern, he was running around like he's an all big 10 level performer. Not and then it, dis- like you text me, Bob, him. they're dumb and they were yeah, dumb penalties. 15 hits that guy out of bounds and locks is like rubbing his face. Like what? And, this has been going on forever. This is this yeah, is an yeah. isolated to twenty three. They get boneheaded stuff at least once a game, and usually at critical times, detrimental to victory. We'll get to the Terps later in the show. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven is how you join us though to talk about the Ravens six to two World Series game three tonight. As we got Arizona at home against Texas, series tied at a game apiece. Max Scherzer for the Rangers against Brendan Fought. For the Arizona Ball Club, we got all sorts of things going on in the world of the NBA and the NHL since the seasons have started. Injuries in the NFL, some of them of the serious variety. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.